This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, Vince Hilaire was unable to join the podcast tonight. Please ignore all references to him joining the show later on. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford of redandbluearmy.co.uk, and we're here to discuss our impending annual victory over Liverpool. We are Sans Albert this week, but in his place, somewhat unbelievably, a whole radio preview pod cherry is being popped as Nick Gussett makes his debut with Sam Heskiff by his side. And what a show we have in store for you today. We have the cop table joining us to give us a lowdown on the opposition. Dave's been moaning, obviously. The whole Radio Prediction League is hotting up. And, oh, Vince Hilaire will be joining us to talk about his new book. As always, before all of that, head over to holradio.net forward slash subscribe to ensure that you never miss another whole radio podcast. Right, so that was um, first time on the show and your dog's barking in the background on the intro, Nick. Um, welcome, welcome to the show. <laughs> Good to have I've you been on. I've been on before, ages and ages and ages ago. I'm sure I remember doing one show. Really? Or you might have presented a Sunday show, actually. I don't know. Yeah, I think that might have been it. I don't know. Maybe a listener can correct us, but I, yeah. I don't remember you being on. And obviously we have Heskip in the background as well. Welcome. That was me barking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It was very cute. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Connor Wickham, <laughs> he scored for the under-23s, um, came out with some very strong quotes about how, you know, he's ready to do something for the team, even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes. Um, Gusset, what's happened to him? He's got leg knack again, hasn't he? <laughs> do you think he's actually made it? a glass? <laughs> Something like that. I think he's made of flumps. <laughs> I just I, I couldn't believe it when um you know we'll get into the injuries when we preview the game but um I just couldn't believe it and it made me laugh so much um so yeah that's the story of Connor Wickham um you know just as he's about to blow hot he breaks again um obviously we've just had the international break and not many people enjoy that but uh 
It was a bit of a mixed one for Aaron Wan-Bissaka Heskiff. Made his debut for the England under-20s, his first performance at any level for England. Uh, how did that go for him? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, we were very happy that he got picked for them. Um, but he got sent off on his <laughs> debut. Uh, but, you know, it's just all about making memories, isn't it? So getting sent off on your England debut is quite, quite a memory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apparently it was quite harsh. It was for two bookings and apparently quite harsh, but I haven't seen it. So the way he flies in, I'm not surprised. You know, he's probably got a red card in him. Yeah, I was thinking the same. He, he His sliding tackles look brilliant so far because he's made them all. But actually, I think there was one against Huddersfield where he, he missed by half a second and just took the guy out. So um, yeah. If you got two bookings for, for challenges like that, it wouldn't be a massive surprise. He, he learned that challenge off PVA, didn't he? That that sliding in and taking him out at the same time, because PVA's done a few of them of late. Yeah, he, he did a horrible one in the Watford game when we won 2-1 at Sellers earlier in the season. Yeah, That, that was really nasty as well. Um, but I don't think uh, Patrick Van Arnholt means it. I just don't think he's good enough to get close to him. Uh, that's, that's Actually, that's probably a um, controversial opinion these days. He's it is good enough for Holland. He's winning fans over at the moment. I think he's, um, he's, he's turning the tide, maybe. Uh, I'll tell you what. Did anyone see this Will Donkin story? Making his international debut, debut for Chinese uh, Taipei? I did see that. He's he's only 16 or 17, isn't he? I think he's quite young. Yeah, from our youth team. I'd never even heard of him. Well, there was um, there was something on the BBS. Uh, someone asked um, if, if anyone who watches the youth team knows a lot about him because the first I'd heard was him getting picked for, for this national team. Uh, and apparently he's made very little impact on the on the youth team so far this season. He, apparently he's played more minutes... For, for his country than he has for Palace. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that shows how little everyone knows about him, I think. But a uh, p- pretty good story, nonetheless. Um, does anyone know anything about Chinese Taipei? Uh, apparently, is it just Taiwan? Is that what it is? I've, I've never had a FIFA player above 47. That's all I know <laughs> from, from that division. <laughs> so I don't think it's much cop. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, talking of the cop, let's um, take a short break, and after that, we'll be back with Jay from the cop table oh, for the opposition view. That's smooth. There are 99 reasons to hate Brighton. Homophobia doesn't need to be one of them. Follow us on Twitter at Proud and Palace. Right, we are now joined by Jay from the cop table. Hello, sir. Thank you for joining. Hi, lads. You're okay. Very good, very good. Um, well, a lot better after getting a win before the international break. I can tell you that much after seven without a win. Um, not, not going so bad for you guys. Um, what, what's, what do you rate your season out of 10 so far? If you had to give it a little mini review and rate it out of 10, where would it stand with seven games to go? Well, at the start of the season, it was all about maintaining a top four finish because there's no point in qualifying for the Champions League as we did for this season and then dropping out of it for next season. So it was important to maintain that. And for the majority of the season, we've been in the top four, and obviously it would have been nice to win a trophy. We went out of both domestic cup competitions quite early, really, and it's a little bit disappointing, but we can't complain too much because obviously we're still in the Champions League. We've got two massive games coming up against Manchester City in a couple of weeks' time. So, you know, I just hope the focus isn't on them games because Liverpool can't take their eye off the ball, really, in the Premier League. It's vitally important that we stay in the top four and, 
We've got a couple of tough away games coming up, really, starting on Saturday against your boys, Crystal Palace. And then we've got a Merseyside derby as well, which is sandwiched in between the two Champions League games. So, you know, like I say, I would have been happy with a trophy and a top four finish, but, you know, we are heading that way, but, you know, it's going to be difficult to win a trophy. If I was going to score it out of 10, I'd probably give it an eight, really, because some of the football this season that we've been watching, I mean, not just at Anfield, away from home as well, we've been scoring goals for fun. Mo Salah's been an absolute revelation and, you know, in another season, he'd have been player of the year, but... Kevin De Bruyne has been fantastic for Manchester City. They've already won a trophy. They're going to win the Premier League title. So, you know, obviously he's probably going to get it. Salah might be top scorer, though we might get that accolade. But, you know, like I say, some of the football's been absolutely fantastic. And, you know, it's been a joy to be old, really. And let's hope we can just see, see the season out, really, and maybe win a trophy. But it's probably going to be tough to beat City. As long as we get in the top four, I'll be quite happy. Yeah, so you talked there about two away games on the trot and uh, both early kickoffs, and it's something that under Klopp you seem to have struggled with, winning only four out of thirteen. What what do you pin that down to? I don't know really. I mean, the stats don't look good. I mean, I think the ratio is one point four four or something in the half twelve kickoff games under Klopp, whereas in general it's it's over two. Um, on the stats, so it's quite clear to see that Liverpool aren't great when it's an early morning kickoff game on the Saturday. Um, maybe it's down to preparation time. I don't really know. It's difficult to put your finger on, but it's you know it's obviously evident that it's not ideal. And you know, on the back of an international break, it's obviously going to be tough for us going into this game because if it was at Anfield, it might be a little bit different. But because the game's away from home at Selhurst Park little bit of travelling involved as well. It's obviously not ideal for Klopp because he's not going to have the preparation time before the game to, to prepare the team ready for this game. But I suppose the same for yourselves, isn't it? You know, international break's not ideal at all and, you know, you can be caught cold. So it could be a potential banana skin for Liverpool. Yeah, you certainly, most teams in the Premier League these days and even down into the Championship have quite a few players coming back from international duty and we're no different. We've had quite a few get a full 90 minutes in a few days ago. Um, talking about Klopp's record there, what's the general feeling about Klopp amongst Liverpool fans at the moment? Is it still fully behind him? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, it is a little bit disappointing that we haven't registered a trophy yet in the two and a half years he's been the manager of the football club. But, you know, you've got to understand that we're competing in the league now, aren't we, where the two Manchester clubs spend a lot of money and Liverpool just can't really compete with that. And some fans might look at it and say, well, you just spent £75 million on a defender. Well, the facts are we got £140 million for Phil Coutinho. So, you know, that's counterbalanced that, that purchase by the sale of, of the Brazilian Coutinho. So Liverpool have to work under restraints, really, with the owners that we've got. And I think Klopp's doing really well. And as I said before... The football that we're, we're being entertained with, it, it's fantastic, really. It's some of the, the best football that I've witnessed as a Liverpool fan, to tell you the truth. But you know, obviously, we need to start winning silverware, and that's the big bugbear, really, with Liverpool fans, where, you, where it can change Jurgen Klopp, because you know ultimately, we do want to win stuff, but is there a better manager out there that could achieve them things under these owners that we've got, you know, FSG? And you know, the, the answer to that's probably going to be no, because... You know, ultimately, it's it's very difficult to compete against your Manchester Cities, your Manchester United, and your Chelsea's as well because they still spend a lot of money too. So, you know, money in football now is absolutely ridiculous, and you need a good manager, don't you, to be able to, 
you know, to enable you to compete anyway, really. And that's exactly what we've got. But, you know, he, do, he does really need to win a, a piece of silverware to, to keep some people happy anyway. Well, you don't need to tell me money and football is crazy. We bought Benteke off you guys for 30 million a couple of seasons ago. And, you know, it's not long, long too far back in the memory that we nearly went bankrupt over a few million. So it's definitely a crazy yeah. world in the Premier League. Um, moving on to the weekend, have Liverpool got any injury worries that could benefit Palace? Yeah, it seems that Emre Chan went off with a back injury against Watford in our last game before the international break. And he didn't train with Germany much and he's come back to Melwood and he's not being, he's not taking part in the training session. So he's obviously going to be a doubt for the game at Sellers Park on Saturday morning. So, you know, that's not ideal really because he's, he's arguably been our best central midfield player this season, to be honest with you. I mean, I know he's been in dispute with the club in terms of he, it looks like he's going to move on in the summer to pastures new on a free transfer. Um, but like I say, he still performed to a very good level for Liverpool and it is a little bit of a blow. But, you know, Liverpool have got other players you can step up to the plate. Jordan Henderson, who obviously captained England, didn't he, against Holland the other night. He's going to be available to play in the game. Oxley chamberlain who played in both games for England, he's obviously going to be available. Jeannie Wijnaldum as well. So Liverpool have got options there. James Milner, of course, is, he doesn't play internationally no more. So he's had a little bit of training under his belt at Melwood as well for us. So, you know, Liverpool have got options there, but that's probably the main one. Emre Chan is probably going to miss the game at the weekend. Obviously, there's been a lot of made about your front three this season and, you know, they're taking plaudits, deservedly so. But, um, where where can Palace hurt Liverpool at the other end of the field? Is it is it a case of trying to draw you out and hitting him behind on pace, or is there it takes a bit more goal than that these days? Well, obviously, I mean Zaha is a very good player, isn't he? And I don't know whether or not he's going to be fit and available for the game. He's touch and go, isn't he? I've seen Roy Hodgson saying today that. You know, there's there's a chance he could miss the game. He's not 100%, but if he does start the game, then he's obviously going to be a threat because he's a very good player. And um, I imagine, you know, he'd be up against Trent Alexander-Arnold, really. And, you know, he's 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 only a young boy. Do you know what I mean? It's like he's not really a, a right-back for me. I think his his future probably lies elsewhere in another area of the team. And he's just been filling in for us this season with Joe Gomez. And as I said before about Emre Chan being like out the game injured, by, it looks like he's going to miss the game. Well, it, obviously Joe Gil- Gomez will definitely miss the game because he picked up an injury against Holland playing for England. So that's not ideal either. But it looks like Trent Alexander-Arnold will be the right back. And you know, it depends on what flank that Zaha plays on. He could cause Trent quite a few problems because you know he's a little bit tactically naive at times and he can be caught out especially with someone with a little bit of pace which is what Zaha's got um, if he did play on the other wing and he was up against Andy Robertson he's been a revelation he's been a fantastic sign and we picked him up for around £10 million from Hull City and he's just been absolutely superb really his work ethic is unbelievable he adds great balance to our side so I think Zaha's your, your main weapon really but also, I mean, I don't know what your opinion is on, on Ben Teke, but, you know, you just touched on there the amount of money that you paid us to sign him. And 
you know, I think his his all-round game, he's he's quite a poor centre-forward. He's very disappointing for Liverpool. But he's one of them centre-forwards that always tends to do well against Liverpool. He's done well for for Aston Villa, and that's partly one of the reasons why Liverpool ended up shining him. And then, obviously, last season, he scored a couple at Anfield, didn't he, against us? So, he's sort of like a little bit of a bogeyman to Liverpool, and it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if he popped up with a goal at the weekend for you. It surprised me. (laughs) <laughs> really surprised me. <laughs> well, it's, it's been funny this season because he's all around game hasn't really come that into question that much. He's he's definitely putting in a shift to the team. I've seen running stats posted around recently, and he's running like three kilometers more a game for Palace than he was at Liverpool. So he's he's holding up the ball has been really good. Bringing players into play has been really good. But he's just melted this season when he's got in front of goal and. Um, Hopefully it will change this weekend, but now we've been saying this for most weekends now. So, um, you know, he's, he's still he's getting the chances. He's just not putting them in the back of the net. So, you know, if it takes it to do it against an old team, um, we'll, we'll take it. But it's going to be, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a rough season for him. So we always end on the prediction anyway, Jay. So what do you think the score is going to be? Well, like I say, Liverpool are a type of team where they can go anywhere and score plenty of goals against any side, really. And, you know, it could happen at the weekend against Crystal Palace, but I don't think uh, Shelley's Park's a happy hunting ground for Liverpool. And Crystal Palace over the last couple of seasons have been a little bit of a bogey team to us. So, you know, I'm expecting a tricky game. And as you said before, Liverpool aren't great in the early morning kickoff. So, you know, you've got to bear that in mind just coming off an international break. So it is a potential banana skin for us, but... This is a vital game for Liverpool. We need to register three points because, you know, obviously we've got the Champions League games coming up and there's, there's obviously going to be one eye on them games because they're massively important to us. But, you know, you can't take your eye off the ball in the Premier League. You're just fighting for your lives still. You know, the atmosphere, I'm sure, will be, will be very good at Celeus Park. You know, you're quite vociferous, aren't you? You get behind your team. So, you know, like I say, I'm expecting a tough game, but... No, I just don't know whether you'll be able to contain the front three that we've got. Salah, Firmino and Mane are absolutely outstanding and not many teams can contain them. So, you know, all thoughts considered that I would say Liverpool will probably win the game 2-1. Well, if James Tompkins is out, as it suggested he may be, I think Martin Kelly will handle all three of them quite comfortably. So, (laughs) all the best. (laughs) Anyway, Jay, thank you so much for joining us, pal, and um, good luck for the rest of the season. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast, crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Right, thank you to Jay there for joining us. Very insightful, as usual, from our opposition fan. Um, if you want to follow him on Twitter, he is at the Cop HQ. He's got an awful lot of followers on Twitter. He has um, over eighty thousand. You know, if only if only whole radio was a Liverpool radio station, we'd all be rich, guys. We'd 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 have all the followers in the world. <laughs> indeed. Yes, indeed. Right. So we touched on it at the top of the show. Uh, We've overcome one injury crisis and it appears we have stumbled across very quickly another. Uh, so obviously Wickham, you know, we've, is not that much of a miss. We were missing him anyway, right? So what, what can you expect? Um, Jeffrey Schlupp, uh, Heskiff after him going off at Huddersfield, it looks like it little, looked like it was going to be long term, right? Yeah, I mean, it didn't look, uh, it didn't look good at the time. Um, I don't know if he got it. There was a pretty nasty late tackle on him. Um in the Huddersfield game early on, which Luca almost scored the free kick from, um, and and I don't know if that sort of kicked it kicked it off. 
but a couple of times during play afterwards he he sort of sat down and at the end he, you know you could tell straight away that he was he was done yeah. um and you, i guess you can always tell when the way someone comes off the pitch whether it's a, a little niggle or whether it's something that's going to keep him out for a while um and uh, yeah i thought she looked, looked he looked knackered um so it's a shame um i mean it's just as well that pva is doing well uh, at the moment because if we had another crisis with with left backs and you know it really would be the cherry on the cake but um after he's you know after Schlupp had done all that to come back from his injury against brighton to then get injured more or less straight away it's a, it's a real shame for him yeah so continuing on with the sort of lesser injuries um Sirlot's out as well nick um haven't had a chance to talk to you about Sirlot so far what what did you make of his start to his palace career um, he's, he's been good. He's been putting himself about. Nothing completely special as yet. Um, take him a little bit of time to settle in, but I'm not been disappointed. Mm. Um, I just think he'll, he'll grow into it a little bit more. And obviously he's had a bit of time out of the game with the, um, silly breaks that they have in different parts of the world. Um, so not really that match fit. What, what was actually wrong with him? I think he's had a slight hamstring strain. I don't think it's anything of a serious level, but obviously any hamstring injury is always going to take a couple of weeks minimum. I mean, I did a kettlebells class in the gym on Wednesday and I can't even move my hamstrings. <laughs> and it's, it's two days later. So, um, and, you know, I, I was only doing them good, apparently. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and then, um, yeah, you know, why he's injured as well, he just gets to spend all of that time off with his um, girlfriend, who is um, quite the looker, <laughs> as my Instagram stories have been telling me. Um, right, into the serious injuries, James Tompkins, he is a big Miss Heskiff, right, if he, if he is indeed out. Uh, is it just, with the information that Roy gave us today, is it just fingers crossed that it's nothing serious and he makes the game? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we really need him in the team. Uh, we, did, we discussed him uh, last week and, and the week before, I think, as well, saying what an important player he's been this season and actually that he's probably our player of the year or, or at least one of the two or three that are going to get it. And he played brilliantly against Huddersfield. Obviously, he scored the goal, but he he just won everything. He has a great partnership with with Sacco when, when they're both playing, which is obviously quite rare. Um, but ju- just when you think, you know, we're going to get those two back in the middle again, one of them gets injured, then the other one gets injured. So... It said that he was a doubt, or I think that we're going to have to see how he goes um, tomorrow before deciding whether he can play. <clears throat> I don't like the idea of Martin Kelly against that that, that Liverpool front line. Um, we, Tompkins really has to play, so I'm just hoping, yeah, fingers crossed that it's not too serious and we can get him in that team. Are you suggesting Delaney instead then of Kelly? Oh, I, <laughs> this is this is. I've got no words. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, look, yeah, I, Yaroslav Yak is it? Yaroslav Yak. We'll, we'll get him in. I, I, again, I've got no words. I mean, he's not <laughs> he's, he's not been firing on all cylinders for the reserves or the under twenty threes, whatever. Uh, I mean, look, it, it, we, we all know that Tompkins is a, a a massive player for us, and I think in this run into the season, you know, that's going to be apparent more than ever. And when you're playing a team that scores goals for fun, you've got to have your best defenders out there. And I think him and him and Sacco really need to need to play. There's, there's nothing to stop Fossi Mensa sliding in there, though, is there? He's, if if 
uh, if he's all well and good. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of almost forgot about Fossey Mensah. If I'm honest, um, obviously being a Man United player, he, he he shouldn't like Liverpool, right? So he'll obviously want to do well against them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, as Patrick O'Connor, Patrick O'Connor pointed out, um, Tompkins and Sacco have played eight games together, and we've kept five clean sheets in those, which is obviously <laughs> it's very key to have those two on the pitch as much as possible in the running. And Nick Zaha. I think it might be uh, Roy playing games. I'm hoping it's Roy playing games and we'll see him out there warming up with the rest of the team at um, half 11, quarter to 12 on Saturday. Um, it'd be nice to see him come on because without him, I know we did quite well against Liverpool before. Um, we, we need him to, to get their defence and their defence isn't that brilliant. And it's shown it's shaky, especially in these lunchtime kickoffs. We haven't we haven't got the player to do that. So even if we just risk him for a half, I think. But obviously, I don't know how bad the injury is. We can only sort of surmise, can't we? Yeah, it's sort of, sort of speculation. And um, yeah, I, I'm hoping it's games as well because a lot of people said, you know, going on that we rest players against uh, the top six and stuff like that. I just it, that doesn't really ring true to me on the grounds that you know we were two 0 down against Chelsea at Chelsea at half time. You kind of like why risk Wilfred Zaha in that game in the second half? It, there seems to be no point of that. But you know Hodgson threw him on and he nearly changed the game and we ended up nearly getting a result out of it because of the impact that he had in the game. So um, I don't know, but he's done well against. He's done well down the years, hasn't he, Heskiff against Liverpool and. Surely he's probably our only chance to get something from this game. Yeah, he, he we've we, we've said this time and again, but he's such an outlet for us. I think the, the game away to Liverpool earlier this season, where we actually did all right. I think if we'd have had Will playing that game, where you could literally just punt it up the pitch and and he'll he'll turn it on, that makes a massive difference. You know, it, it's not something as good a player and as much as I like him uh, as Townsend is. You know, he, he's not just going to leg it after the ball and turn on some magic. And that's yeah. what Wilf can do. So, I mean, I was one of the people at halftime with Chelsea sort of thinking, I don't know if you want to bring Wilf on. But like you say, he came on and he, he almost turned the game completely. So if, like the, like the Liverpool fan said there, it's Wilf against um, Alexander, you would, put, you would put your money on Wilf doing well there. And I think if we're going to have a chance, we need to have our most creative player playing. And, you know, I think that's what Wilf is. I think if we only get one or two chances in the game, we're more likely to make it a guilt-edged chance with Wilf playing than not. So, yeah, I, I hope it's gamesmanship, and I, I certainly hope that he plays as well. Yeah, we joked and laughed a bit about Ben Take when we were talking to the Liverpool fan there, Nick. How This has got to be the best team for him to kick off against, right? Because he has a, a historically a very good record against them. As Jay pointed out, it's one of the reasons why Liverpool signed him. Um, do you think this could be the weekend that he finally gets it going? It's got to happen sooner or later. Surely it has. I'd like him to win a very iffy penalty to start off with. Just to upset them. Um, revenge. But if he, if, the last couple of games, if he could um, get rewarded for the effort he's putting in, because it's not without the want of trying. It's just he's in front of goal. He just can't seem to make the the right choice you almost want him to shut his eyes when he shoots because he's probably got a better chance <laughs> or especially with his headers but uh, you know he's, he's going to want to stick two fingers up at Liverpool isn't he 
Yeah, and I mean, he's he's done it enough in the past. And, you know, looking back to those two goals that he scored in that game at Anfield at the back end of last season, you know, bursting into the box, getting onto the end of a low cross and then, you know, reacting first in the penalty area and scoring a header. That's the Benteke that we knew last season. So, um, fingers crossed it'll be this week. Um, the whole Belgium thing as well, I think, will spur him on because he, he wants to go to the World Cup. And actually, him being dropped could be the best thing for us. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one that he's been left out. And obviously, it's the worst timing for him in a World Cup year for that to happen. And I think it would be really harsh because he missed the last World Cup as well through injury, I think. So, mm. you know, to miss two in a row, then, you know, by the time the next one comes around, he's going to be 30. And the way Belgium churn out young players, God knows where he'll be in the in the pecking order by then. So I'd feel really bad for him if it didn't happen for him at this point. But, you know, you can't really blame Roberto Martinez at the same time because he's only got two goals this season and he's got other options to pick from. So, you know, Batshuayi is doing really, really well at Dortmund. You've obviously got Romelu Lukaku, who's, you know... Jonathan uh, Benteke, probably John- more. <laughs> that would be quite something if he went to the uh, <laughs> World Cup over Christian, wouldn't it? Especially after... Um, what would he what did he play for us? About 20 minutes before shattering his ACL. So uh, Something like that. It's the Palace yeah. way. It's the Palace way, where it certainly is of late. Um, just look at all those injuries. Heskiff, we talked a lot about them being impact injuries initially, but now muscle injuries seem to be creeping in. Is there any sort of blame to be had, like levelled at the medical staff, maybe? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I'm, I'm not a medical expert, but... No, oh, really? <laughs> I had a little stint in the St. John's ambulance when I was eight, but it, it, it doesn't really, it didn't really stick in my head. Yeah. But no, I, I remember going back into the kitchens at McDonald's when I was about eight. And yeah, I can't cook burgers either. So <laughs> I think, I, th- I think we, we've had this consistent run of injuries now for a while and it is getting a bit worrying. You know, when, when Pards was in charge and we got these injuries and everyone was unfit, you thought, well, maybe it's something that he's doing. And I'm sure there's a lot of bad luck in there because you can't have as many injuries consistently, you know, as soon as one person comes back, the other one gets injured. So there's obviously bad luck mixed in there as well. But it does seem a bit weird that we're having so many injuries across, you know, a season and a half, two seasons now that the medical staff, you know, they, 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 must, they must know what we can do to sort of prevent some of these happening. I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, we take Wickham out of the equation. He, I think him, him scoring his goal for the under-23s was all a bit too much for him and he's pulled his groin because he was probably quite excited. At Celebrating that night. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is, obviously, but it, it is worrying that we, you know, now we're talking about another five players who are doubtful for the game. It's, it's, it's really pretty unbelievable. And th- there's got to be something that we can do or that we can look at, certainly over the summer, that will will stop that from happening. It, it happens quite a lot, though, over the years. You go back to uh, some of the time I, we had party, we had a big injury list, didn't we? And then a couple of managers before that, it, it seems to come around every two or three years that every bugger that's any good 
crocs themselves. Yeah, I, I think definitely right. I remember under Pardew, there was a t- I, it was when Manos, the physio, ended up disappearing off the scene. And um, but I mean, just the sheer number of players this time around. I've, I've remember many. I, I remember thinking that I had new injury crisis before in the past, but this one has certainly been taking the biscuit. But obviously, fingers crossed that. All of those players that have a chance of making it on Saturday make it and um, we can give Liverpool a bit of a game. Um, Short break, then we're going to come back with some predictions. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast Crowdfunded by Palace fans For Palace fans Right, um, I say predictions I haven't asked any listeners for predictions this week So we'll, we'll dwell on Huddersfield predictions um, Albert went for 0-0 And you went for 1-1 Heskiff And you all laughed at me when I said 3-0 Yes, true I did laugh at you um, I don't know if that was before or after the prediction But I did um, <laughs> probably, Yeah, probably I- I, I predicted Luca would score a penalty, I think. So you did. You I, did I indeed. Um, but I'm absolutely delighted that I got the prediction wrong because I thought we were brilliant against Huddersfield and thoroughly deserved to win mm. um, all, you know, all, all day long. So uh, I'm glad it was a 2-0 and that you get the points for... What did you predict? 3-0, was it? I predicted 3-0, so I only get the one point, sadly. I thought um, the Kabaya shot at the end was going to seal it for me. But... Um... Alas, that Lossall, who I wouldn't mind having at Palace, actually. He's a decent goalkeeper. Um, it's good. He was, unlu- he was unlucky for the goal, actually, I thought. He made a, a yeah. good first off. But... And none of his players helped him out by reacting in time for him. Yeah. So, But what that's done in terms of our little mini-league in the background is um, Tim is on 21 points. Uh, Chris Hambling, who's picked up five points in the last three games, is on 20 and Mikey's on 18, and I'm on 17, so it's getting very tight at the top. So, um, I don't I've know what we win. You've got eight. Yeah. yeah. Like, didn't you get, like, um, sort of just dismissed from the league altogether after your Newcastle shenanigans? Oh, yes, I forgot all about that. Yes. <laughs> I didn't get away with that one, did I? That was for charity. So, uh, what, what, no, it cost what? me a lot of money. He kind of up giving money to charity over that, and I got my points back. I just hovered over it and it says there's a comment in that box that says cheater. <laughs> you, are, you are the David Warner and Steve Smith of Homesdale Radio. Oi, not that bad. Uh, right, so moving on to this weekend then. Uh, Nick, you can go first. What's, what's your prediction for this weekend? I think we'll, we'll exit 3 2 with a last minute winner. Oh, which would be lovely. Imagine those scenes. Who's going to. 
He's just got to go. Stand will will sink another inch with all the uh, <laughs> thunderous, whatever. I think the goal scorers are going to be. Um, I think we'll get a penalty. So Luca will score one of them. I fancy Townsend to get one at long last, and I think Kabai will score. Oh, and I think Salah will get both of their goals and then be injured. <laughs> well, obviously he's going to get those goals and sadder. I know that'll be, what, 22 minutes for everyone in Egypt on their phone contracts, apparently. 11 minutes for every goal he scores. <laughs> uh, um, Heskiff, what's, what's your shout? I think we're going to lose. Surprise <laughs> no one. Um, but I, am, am I right in thinking that Vinaldum hasn't scored a goal away from home in like 50 games or something? Oh, right, so he's a shoo-in. I think there's a stat like that where he, where, where he hasn't scored away for ages. So he's going to score. I think Salah will score a couple. I think we'll lose 3-1. And I think our goal will come from James MacArthur. Okay. Right, so considering this is how football works, um, since we got promoted to the Premier League, uh, we haven't actually lost both league games for Liverpool in a season. The first season, uh, we lost and drew. The second season, it was one each. The third season, we won both. And then last season, it was one each. So obviously, we can't lose, right? That's how football works. <laughs> so I'm going 2-1 for Palace. Um, ho- well, assuming that Zaha's in the team, that could change if Zaha's not in the team. So at this moment in time, I'm saying 2-1 to Palace if Zaha plays. And um, I'm going to go Zaha and Big Ben to get a goal each, uh, which will... You know, probably steer us quite far away from that relegation zone by the end of that day. So, um, fingers crossed there. Will Mikey uh, allow you to change your, your prediction when the teams are announced? Are you, uh, how long have you got to change it in case I get accused of cheating before, again? It's got to be before kickoff. All oh, right. Okay. So, you could potentially wait until the teams are announced before you put your prediction in, but then you wouldn't get featured on this show, would you? So. Yeah, or yeah, it would just it'll be scandalous when I was like, actually before the game I changed it to five nil to Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll, um, yeah, but before kickoff, I would say is where you need to do it. Uh, right, anyway, that's the end of predictions. When we're back, it's gonna be Dave's moan. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast, crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Okay, Heskiff, what's the topic this week? So we've got two topics for Dave. He, he's actually been a little bit subdued this week, but I've tried to prod him and nudge him just by dropping a few words in. One of them was Jordan Henderson, or two words, Jordan Henderson. Um, he absolutely hates Jordan Henderson um, for for a number of reasons. I think the Henderson versus Sahar thing and the under-21s a few years ago, it really is, is stuck in in Dave's mind. Um, as per usual, I can't, I can't read out the words that he's called him. He mentions that he looks like a pixie, which is <laughs> which is true. We all know that. But then the, the next few words are unspeakable. In fact, on my WhatsApp conversation, if you do a search for the C bomb, <laughs> essentially it's every other message that he sends me. Um, <laughs> but the, the other the other beef that he's got this week is with the box office. Because he was buying, um, he was buying the Stoke and Watford tickets for our group of mates, and Watford it said sold out at one minute past ten on Wednesday. Um, so he, he lost it a little bit there, 
It's uh, the second time he's lost it with a box office. It is, it's, a, it's a running, it's a running grudge at the moment. But then he did say that obviously there'll be no problems next season when we're playing away to Wigan and you can buy ten tickets per season ticket holder. Um, <laughs> but actually, what was good was just as he was about to have a nuclear meltdown, um, I told him to refresh the page, and he did, and it worked fine. So he uh, went right after that. I don't. Can, know. I, can so I just I'll, confirm? He he thinks Wigan are going up, does he? He. I think that if ever there was a positive thought in his brain, um, he would beat it into submission within about 10 seconds. So he uh, he's happy uh, that if we go down, he'll get more matches for his money on his season ticket. That's about as positive as he gets. <laughs> yeah, Ram. Also, if you, if you have um, signed up to do the monthly payments for your season ticket, just check your statement that you haven't had the full amount of money taken because I saw someone talking about that on Twitter saying that yep. the full amount of money for the full season to get a £520 was taken from their account. So make make sure that hasn't happened to you um, as I'm doing the installments this year uh, and I already checked that it hasn't happened to me because it would... Um, Damage my credit rating, shall we say? <laughs> Look, anyway, um, is that is that from your your new pocket money that you you yeah. allowed every week, every yeah. month? Yeah, well, you know, something like that. Well, I, had to, I had to pay a small fortune for uh, citizenship, which came through today, by the way, guys. So my wife is now officially a joint UK and German citizen. So congratulations! Uh, we get, we, there's a ceremony. You actually go to a ceremony and they award you the certificate. You, 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 you yeah, don't go. Don't have to go to a wimpy for a, one of those curly sausage bratwurst things. Kind of com- combine the English and the German. No, uh, what they, they did say that you can't wear jeans, right, to the ceremony. You have to be in formal dress, but you can come in the formal dress of your native country. So she's going to wear dwindle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what's the uh, what, what national dress are you going to use when you go? I'll I'll go full lederhosen. Why not? Yeah. Or, or palace kit. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> No, not not your blue man suit. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since I could pull one of those off. Anyway, look, we're, we're, we're going off on a tangent. Look, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll be joined by the legend that is Vince Hilaire. There are 99 reasons to hate Brighton. Homophobia doesn't need to be one of them. Follow us on Twitter at Proud and Palace. So there you have it. Um, Ex Crystal Palace footballer lets down Crystal Palace podcast, guys. Uh, that was that was disappointing. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Vince has um, had other things to do and couldn't quite make it. So it's sad, but we'll get him on another time to discuss it. Um, thanks to Billy I'm in the background for producing, as always. You're a star, mate. It's been an, another complicated one tonight. You know, <laughs> he earns his money that we definitely don't pay him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nick, thanks for joining. Um, All right, it's been a pleasure. Give give your give your dog a pat on the head as well. Uh, yeah, you you you're much better than Chris. You don't have a go at me. <laughs> I like this. I might see if I can get a transfer next season. Like life, <laughs> life's too short to be shouting at people. Someone needs to tell Hambo that it's when yeah. he hasn't had his mutton rolls. That's the problem. Is that a euphemism? Uh, no, I don't. Th- I don't think so. <laughs> um, Heskiff, thank you as well as always. Cheers, mate. Settling in now, aren't you, old hat? Now, I am. Yeah, I've, I've multitasking between this and making my dinner, so it's all it's all plain sailing for me now, mate. What we got on the table tonight? Chicken nuggets and chips, my friend. Yeah, 
fake beans? No beans, no beans. Unfortunately, I don't. Let's not let's not go overboard. You're married to a Mexican. What do you mean, no beans? She's <laughs> she's not here. <laughs> this is why I'm having nuggets and chips. <laughs> okay. Um, right on Sunday we have oh well before Sunday uh, the live recording of Love Sport took place tonight, so that will also be out in podcast format tomorrow. You got Chris. Albert and DR on there tonight, uh, talking to Aaron Paul, um, not that one. <laughs> and um, on Sunday, the review show will be Chris, and he was joined by DR, Jack, and Patrick. So they'll be bringing you, obviously, our victory against Liverpool. Am I right, guys? Um, yeah, you're, you're five nil predicted just before kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Anyway, so um, we'll be back next week, normal time. So look out for us in your in our socials and on your podcast apps and so on. And until then, up the palace. It's the ninetieth minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.